Well, hello again, everybody. I'm excited that you're watching this and um, digging a little bit deeper. Yeah, I want to just tell you that after this past Sunday, after the message um, this past Sunday, when we talked about uh, apprenticeship and, and mentoring and that relationship that I saw between Mary and Elizabeth, I had three questions come up that I really feel like were great questions that we want to cover and, and talk through this week. The first one was, um, what does it practically look like to have a mentor or, or have an apprentice or to be one of those things to another person? The second was somebody who'd been in the church a really long time said, you know, I just don't feel like I have the knowledge to mentor somebody, so what do I do? And then the third one was, what's kind of the curriculum that you dive into as a mentor with an apprentice? So we're going to address all three of those Obviously not in depth, but as, as quickly as we can, but still give you some substance in this lesson on mentoring and apprenticeship. So here's the first thing that came up. What does it look like? to have a, a mentor, or to, to have an apprentice. And, you know, simply it looks like this. It looks like two people who are committed, or more than two sometimes. You know, I had, I've had um, mentor groups. I had a group that I met with for years where it was four of us. We'd meet every other week for lunch or breakfast, and we'd kind of talk through um, our spiritual life. So what it looks like is this. You have anywhere from two to probably four people who get together and have a level of openness that allows them to answer, I would say, no more than these five questions, but at least three of them. First question being, we look at each other and go, how's your relationship with God? And talk freely about it. What's going on? Um, it's not necessarily we're all going to study the same book of the Bible, but I'm committed to my devotional life so that when you ask me, how's my relationship with God? For example, this morning I read um, in, in Psalm 27, so I might go, yeah, I read this this morning and it hit me this way. And so that kind of reveals how my relationship is with God. How's your relationship with others? It's a valid question because if we're believers in Christ, then spiritual fruit should be being formed in our lives and that should impact our relationships. How's your relationship with yourself? Are you seeing yourself as the image of God or are you seeing yourself as something else? Are you offering yourself the same grace that God offers you? And, and that you intend to offer others. Uh, how's your relationship with creation? And we're being good stewards. We're being good stewards of our possessions, our belongings, our money, our, our planet, um, those things. And, and how's your relationship with your enemies? So, so basically, those are five questions that kind of focus around what it looks like to start a mentoring process. And then depending on those answers, I know where to go next. So if, if I asked you a question and said, hey, how's your relationship with God? And you said, well, it's, it's dry and distant. Well, the last thing I'm probably going to do is go, hey, let's study the book of Leviticus together. But what I might do is, hey, let's read the Gospel of John together. Let's go to those places where God shows up in personhood with love and warmth and, and with compassion and empathy. And so, so those questions become the thing that kind of steer us into what it is we're seeking together in God. So there's a lot of ways to go about the mentoring apprenticeship relationship. 
But I would encourage you to think in terms of one or a few of those five questions to at least get started. Let's talk. And then there's deeper places to go. As your knowledge that comes out of your own commitment to Christ as a mentor, as it increases, as you know yourself more, you will instinctively know how to help others know themselves more. But you have to first and foremost be a com uh, committed follower of Jesus yourself. And so that's where it starts. But those five questions might be a good diving in point. Even if we don't know what to do next, we have a place to go and talk and reveal ourselves around those five questions. Obviously, the most important is how's your relationship with God? But I don't think Jesus would discount how's your relationship with your enemies because he gave us instructions on how to deal with our enemies. And if, if you're still not sure what that looks like, you, you find somebody who, who would like to have you as a mentor or somebody who you would like to have as a mentor, you sit down, you start with the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, and you begin to read that and you begin to talk about it. What's God speaking into your life? What's God revealing that you um, to you that you know this other person could benefit from understanding? So those five questions are a great starting point. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is a great starting point. But in essence, it's really about the uh, Holy Spirit at the center of this conversation, the center of this relationship. And what we talk about is spirit-oriented, and it's filtered through the Holy Spirit, and that's what we hear. So the second question was, what if I don't feel like I know enough to be a mentor? Well, the, the person that asked me this yesterday is a fantastic person. He's been around the church over 60-something years. And I love the fact that he's saying, you know, I'm not sure what I have to offer. And I'll tell you exactly what I told him. Just go be in someone's presence and love them. If you're not sure what it means to be a mentor to somebody else, just go be in their presence and love them because a, a loving presence will probably speak more of the identity of Christ to someone than anything I could say. So the simplicity of it is if I got nothing else, if I don't feel comfortable with anything else, I don't feel competent with anything else, I can at least go be in someone's presence and love them, take an interest in them, desire what's good for them, attend to them, ask them about themselves. Here's the deal. The best mentors I've ever had never told me anything, but they asked me all kinds of things. Because when we are saying the Holy Spirit is the filter, the bond of this mentoring relationship, then the thing I want to do is ask you questions that I feel the Spirit prompting me to ask you and let you answer them in the presence of the Spirit, not me. So I, had, I was mentoring a lady one time, and she was asking me all these questions about uh, going on a... a, a outreach and a mission trip and things and every time she asked a question I asked her a question and she asked a question and I asked her a question and finally she got mad at me and she said you're not answering any of my questions and I said because you're not asking the right questions sometimes we have to ask other people questions as a mentor simply to help them get to the bigger picture the deeper thing the more important thing and and so if you had the capacity to ask questions then you had the capacity to mentor. Mentorship isn't about having the right answers. It's about allowing yourself to ask the right questions because the answers need to come from the Holy Spirit to the apprentice. We're just simply there to be a sounding board, a reflection, a mirror that keeps the Holy Spirit present. 
So I hope that's helpful. But bottom line is this. If you think you have nothing to offer anyone as a mentor, you still have the presence of Christ and you can go love someone intentionally and be in their presence. So the third question somebody asked was, what do I use as a curriculum? In essence, what, what do I bring in? What do we study? Well, here's the subject matter of every mentor-apprentice relationship. There's three things that need to be studied in that relationship. God, the mentor, and the apprentice. So that's the subject matter no matter what. Now, as a mentor, what you want to do with an apprentice is help them see God from a variety of different angles and help them see themselves from a variety of different angles. And if the book of Romans helps them see that, then study the book of Romans. If um, watching the chosen helps them see God from a different angle, then watch the chosen. If, if watching a, a hockey game together helps them see themselves from a different angle, then watch the hockey game together. But the curriculum is always going to be God, the mentor, and the apprentice. Now here's the deal. The curriculum that is the mentor is the one that needs to be hidden. As a mentor, when you're, when you're apprenticing someone, as a mentor, you do not want to be the center point of the relationship. So if you as a mentor ever find yourself feeling as if you're getting some worth and value and esteem and praise out of this relationship, just know you need to go talk to your mentor because you might be using that person who's apprenticing to you for something of yourself. Um, but so you don't ever want yourself as the mentor to be the subject matter. The apprentice is the subject matter. God is the subject matter. You are the one who looks at yourself and says, I'm going to keep me from interfering in this space between God and this apprentice. What I don't want is people who will see God the way I see God and see themselves the way I see them. I want us, we want to see ourselves the way God sees us. We want to see God the way he would have us see himself. And so the, the curriculum then simply becomes the ultimate subject matter is God. And so think about it and go back to Mark 12, the greatest commandment, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. What a, the curriculum of a mentorship relationship is, is how do I help you see God in a way that draws you deeper into love with him? How do I help you see yourself in a way that allows you to appreciate God's love for you more? And then how do I help you unleash that self on others so that you can see them the way that God sees them and that's all rooted in love. So the, the danger in a, a mentoring relationship is the curriculum becomes the mentor instead of God. And um, there's a lot of ways to press into God as the curriculum. His, you have his entire scripture, right? The entire Bible is one way we do that. But nature is a way that we can look and say, I'm going to study God um, silence and solitude are ways we can say I'm going to practice studying God. Serving others is a way. So there's a lot of ways. I'd go back to what John Calvin said in, in one of the first lines of his book, um, Institutes of the Christian Religion. And I'll paraphrase. I don't have it memorized. But basically what he said is the sum of all knowledge that is what is true knowledge comes in two parts. Knowledge of self and knowledge of God. That's what a mentor does. A mentor keeps those two things at the forefront. 
And so how are we going to know God more fully? I don't know. Do what draws you into knowing God more fully. How am I going to help this person know themselves more fully? I'm going to reflect them back to themselves. Um, but here's the thing. The only mentoring ship, uh, relationships that don't work are the ones that never start. So if you're confused on, you know, what do I do next? Or you feel like you're not adequately equipped to mentor someone. Or you're not sure what curriculum to start. Okay, those things are overcome in the process. But what you cannot overcome in the process is not starting the process. So you have to start it. And I trust God and the Holy Spirit to lead you as a mentor to someone who you're out in front of a little bit. And I trust God and the Holy Spirit to lead you as an apprentice to someone who's out in front of you a little bit. But it's, it's not a smooth walk. We, we stumble and we fumble and we fall and we crawl forward into Christ. And that's okay. You don't have to get it perfect. No one's soul is going to be damned because you did this wrong. No one's going to lose years off their life or, or no one's you know, going to avoid an opportunity to come to Christ because you didn't get this right. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We have to abandon the outcomes to God. That is the biggest mindset in submission. As a mentor, you submit the outcomes to God. You abandon them to God. You seek God above all else and you let others walk with you as you do that and they benefit. It's just that simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Go out, love God, love your neighbor, free yourself. So let me pray for you before you go into your uh, time of group discussion. Father, we know that the ultimate mentor is, is Christ, is Jesus. We know that he's invited us into apprenticeship with him. We know he's asked us to commit to him. And Father, even this morning, when I read in Mark that the simple phrase, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That begins with follow me. So God, I pray that you open our hearts and our minds to understand that we can follow after Jesus right now as we are today. And that there are other people who would like to follow after Jesus, but they don't quite know how. So all of us know something that someone else doesn't know, which means that we are qualified to be a mentor to somebody, but we're also in need of a mentor. And so, God, I pray that that humility on both sides comes into our hearts and our minds, that we follow after you fervently, and in the process, we find others are seeking you as well, and we just walk together in that. And so bond us together in the unity of the Holy Spirit for your glory, for our growth, and the benefit of others. And, Father, I pray that you pour blessing upon blessing over these times of discussion in every one of these groups. And we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.